Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Thank you guys so much for joining us here across our social media feeds as you do each and every Tuesday night during the regular season. We have joining me tonight, we have Jacob Terrell, special guest, friend of the show. Uh, you guys know him, you love him, Harry Austin at Ramacall across social media. Harry, thank you so much for taking time out and joining us this evening. Uh, we've got we've got a big show, and I'm really excited to get your takes on these. Um, uh, just just real quick, I mean, we haven't talked to you in a while, at least you know, not live on air like this. You, you're you're in the chat every week, and we do appreciate that. Um, how is your off season been? How are things going for you? And, live and you- on air like this. And, uh, and and your family. It's going all right. The kids are AJ's wrapping up junior varsity high school as a freshman this week. So okay. uh, he's got not a lot of time, maybe five, ten minutes a game. But as a freshman, not bad uh, for that here. So pretty happy with him and his performance. Uh, club soccer what, kicks back up. But next week, I guess, with the games, and we're doing a rec league with him and his sister. So, uh, as you know, uh, as I've seen you and your family, uh, sports is a big part of it. I'm a big believer in how that helps build character and you know, you know, real life uh, skills here. So, it's it's fun uh, as far as uh, being the champion. There's a lot of weight to to. Uh, I know you guys probably don't know this yet. Um, a lot of weight to be able to repeat. Uh, for that here, so I'll try to be. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, that was Jacob that hit that button there. <laughs> um, yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, Jacob, unfortunately, doesn't know what it's like to to carry the crown. You know, you and I, Harry, we have t- we support teams that have become world ch- champions uh, here Hang on. recently. Can you hear me? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> um, my my football so, team has won a Super Bowl way more recently than yours. That that is true. And that, that that is true. Harry's for that matter. But uh, I have a series. Who, who who is your football team? Uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, <laughs> I'd leave the show too. I'd leave the show. <laughs> I, have a, I have a serious question though. Okay. Uh, sure. Earl, welcome, welcome, Earl. Um, <laughs> King of time he's on mute. <laughs> muted or hold on. Let me do this for you. He said it's about fucking time. You guys let me in this bullshit. You were running around like a chicken with your head cut off. I let you for like five fucking minutes. We we're, were waiting for you to settle in and you know get on the camera so that you know the uh, the lack of Team Earl supporters in the chat this evening. I don't even um, have my hug juice. That's how late I am right now. <laughs> if if somebody wasn't aware of what we were talking about there, they would be very confused. With yes. That. I'll be right fucking back. You just showed up. Harry, at what age did your kids start playing sports? Uh, recreation wise, uh, probably seven or eight. Okay, Good to know. We, did, we did like the I. They have like I nine sports. You know, just rec. You know, just you know. Um, we didn't put them into club until seventh grade for AJ and Anna didn't go club because, you know, she didn't, you know, she wasn't very athletic. She liked going out there just to go out there, but 
Yeah, we we, tr- we tried all all the sports, so at the exception of football, uh, uh, for that here. But basketball, uh, they hated baseball. Um, they just they had they had they had no attention drive for it. Was the um, football but, your choice or their choice? Um. So AJ, when he was born, had a craniosynosis where his skull was fused together. Okay. So he's had two operations. So he's already got a million dollar head uh, for that here. Didn't say brains, a million dollar head. Uh, so mom uh, kind of put the squash on that. Uh, but kind of true story, kind of along those lines, uh, old school. Um, <laughs> uh, so when, when the kids were born, um, the person, you know, I have twins. Right doctor comes up talk to us about aj and he's he's like you know your son you know his skulls fused together blah 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 my first question was will he be able to play football my <laughs> wife almost slapped that out of me just, really that's your first question I'm like yeah <laughs> as a dad i was like can he play sports <laughs> so but no uh, robert you didn't i mean you might have missed the email invite earl was supposed to send it to you so blame him uh that makes me feel a little better. I have a five-year or a six-year-old that uh, has shown no interest in playing sports right now, even though I'm trying to get him to. Because they have like t-ball and and little dribblers basketball here in Fort Sumner, and he just hasn't wanted to do it at all. So I still have a couple more years. Hopefully, he'll make the turn and want to play. Well, especially the cost to do it. You know, it's you know, it's what sixty to a hundred bucks. You know, at least it was back at that time. I'm assuming it's probably a whole lot more now, or hopefully it's Dude. not. But it, it's like even for I nine basketball, like my youngest plays I nine basketball, it's around hundred and ninety dollars for yeah. seven weeks. And then and to me, if, if if you know, I don't mind doing it to kind of test it out. But if if they don't show any interest in it, you know, I'm not a big believer in forcing kids to do something that they don't want to do, um, especially at that age. Let them yeah. kind of discover it and. You know, you know, maybe going out with dad and mom and the family. You know, hey, to see if you can build the interest that way. But yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, my youngest is he he's he's not necessarily like he's not as sporty as my older son is. So like we started, we tried him out soccer originally when he was uh, four. He didn't really take to it. He was the smallest kid on the team, and so we kind of backed off and let him, you know, decide what he wanted to do. He eventually decided he wanted to try basketball, so we did that. And then my older son has been playing sports since he was five. Uh, we've done baseball, basketball, football, soccer, you know. Uh, we've done all the major sports. So it's uh, – yeah, like you said, let the kids pick. And, and that's how that's how we've done it. You know, let the kids decide what they what their interests are, where they want to go, not force them into one direction or another. And then – you know, but I, but I think once they do get old enough, it's like, okay, now you got to kind of got to pick. You know, we can't necessarily do everything all the time and conflicting seasons and things like that. So, but that, that I think is as a society where we're trying to single everything, you know, cause growing up, uh, I don't know about you, Jacob, but you know, I played all the sports, you know, huh. even up through, through high school, mm-hmm. you know, if you only played one sport, you know, your friends, you know, and, and I grew up in a rural part of Colorado. So, you know, they were like, why are you only playing why are you only wrestling? Why aren't you playing football? You know, you know, obviously I couldn't do spring sports cause you know, we had a ranch and, you know, unfortunately family work came, came before school, you know, school sports at that point. But to me, I, I think, I think we're doing a disservice to kids by saying, Hey, 
you're playing basketball 365 days or you're playing football the whole year. I, I, I think our, you know, the kids nowadays miss out on, on doing multiple sports. I, I feel like there's a dad venture podcast episode here for sure. Uh, so I will stop diving into it now. Cause we, I mean, I, it's a topic that I think we could talk about for, for probably an hour or more. Well, Earl uh, being the youngest one, you know, and in high school is what, probably two, three years ago for you. Um, what was your experience? He's got to finish his lunchable first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Youth sports, Earl, since you, you just graduated I-9 Academy. <laughs> Maybe. Graduate. I mean, <laughs> I played all three sports that we had out here. Um, so we had football, basketball, and track. I played all of those, and, and it's kind of true. I mean, you said that if you only played one sport, they kind of looked at you funny, which was very true. I mean, why are you – you played football. Why can't you play basketball? You played football and basketball. Why can't you do track? Well, running fucking sucks. That's why. <laughs> Is track a sport, though? Yes. So it's a competitive athletic event. <laughs> somewhere in this book I used to follow, um, it says that, and Jacob, you might be able to, to get me better on this one. Um, you should never run unless you're running from evil. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Running fucking sucks. Are you trying to quote Sun Tzu or something? Like, <laughs> no, he's trying to quote the Bible. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, youth sport, I mean, obviously, and, and I think you're right, Jake, that is a, something, a topic that we could probably sit down and talk for hours. And it's something that I mentioned to you in, a, in our group text, so that I'd like to reach out to Chris Kessel and get him on for a show. I think that'd be something like really interesting to get him to talk on. Oh, dude, um, he'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like seeing some of his tweets in particular, you know, about youth sports and, you know, the, <laughs> the, the systems and, and like referees and parents, and all that, I think it's a fantastic discussion. Um, and it's something that, you know, that could take you know, quite a while to, to get through. So, um, yeah, great way to open the show, guys. Appreciate uh, that. A lot of great comments and the co- conversation about that. Um, I mean, and I mean, let's just jump right into it. I mean, obviously, the 2023 season kicks off this weekend. Uh, I do have one burning question for you, gentlemen. What is your match for the weekend? Without giving details, what's your match of the weekend? That was my question, brother. I know, but yeah. <laughs> Harry, I'll let you go first because I have no fucking idea. I didn't Hold realize here. a burning question, so I haven't. I looked at it and I had a couple candidates, but now I can't remember. So let me get to mine too. <laughs> uh, that's just a weird dropping shit in the middle of nowhere. Uh, da, 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 Why da. not make it the burning question? I, so I think there's it's an interesting topic. There's two of them for me. Uh, Louisville City travel or yeah travels to Orange County. Uh, so is Orange County better or was last year kind of uh, what they really are? And I will, they I'll face my answer to that too. <laughs> and then Detroit City and San Diego Loyal. Uh, to me, it says everything when you know the Northern Guard says, Hey, we like uh, San Diego fans, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and... Northern Guard saying that like anybody. Hold is. on, time out. <laughs> big, old, big old time out over here. I'm not um, expanding on it. If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> I just got called out on cussing, so I'm going to stop cussing. I just like stuff. 
Okay. Dude, who who called you out? The ball is wife. Um, I know you got the little blue kid drink, you know. Oh, the daughter. The daughter might. His daughter might now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know which one it was. Early you can't swear in front of the kids. That's interesting, Harry, because I had two. I also had two, and they were completely different. So I guess, it, like, looking at it, I wasn't thrilled with the slate this weekend, but apparently there's a lot more good games out there than I thought. I'm going to let Earl go first, though, because I can. I didn't realize I was talking this weekend, so... Earl! We've been talking about this! I sent you the text and said, hey, (laughs) I think we should go over what our game of the week is since United doesn't play. Hey, why don't you go United Colorado Springs since you both have a bye? Uh, Deal. (laughs) Um... Actually, I got this. Oh, you're not going to be able to see it. There you are, kind of. Yes, and then after that, I said, hey, I'm going to add to that what the match of the weekend is. But anyways, fine. Earl doesn't know his head from his ass, so we're going to move on. I didn't get that text, so. Okay, I'm I'm almost positive you did, but okay. Um, I, this is, this, mark this down. Mark this down, Earl. Mark this down because this is a first. I'm going to agree with Team Earl in the chat uh, where he says San Antonio FC and Oakland is the match of the weekend. Um, That is one of the ones that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I have like this weird affinity with Oakland. Like they're not great, but they're fighting. Their kids rock though. Their kids rock. Well, some of the kids that have come out, San Diego's orange kit. Is freaking sick. Yeah, Oakland's both, white kick. Both white of the Oakland ones are nice year. as hell. Um, who else was there? I don't know. Anyways, um, I'm looking forward to that match to see kind of what San Fran- San Antonio is is uh is going to look like to start the season. And then Oakland, Oakland's just like this weird mystery, mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a riddle, stuffed inside a cannoli that I just don't understand. Um, I like cannolis. And so so I like that one. And then the other one was uh, going to the East, which we don't normally do on this podcast, but I'm going to go to the East. Uh, I'm going to look at Pittsburgh and Birmingham. Um, Birmingham, you know, made a few changes. They get Nico Brett back. Um, I think they're, they're going to be pretty good this year. Pittsburgh lost a bunch of players, but it's Pittsburgh and it's Bob Lilly. And I'll be damned if they don't win this game 1-0. Uh, cause that's what they seem to do. So just curious to see what exactly, uh, those two teams look like after an off season and, and they, they probably will be fighting for, uh, for, for home field, uh, in the playoffs possibly. So I think that'll be a fun. So after looking at it, I, I'm going to go with the East and I know Jacob said we don't do this that often. I don't do it ever. Um, you knew it existed. I'm looking at Memphis and Loudoun. Memphis was really, really good towards the end of the season. And then they kind of took a small tumble and then got eliminated, obviously. Um, I want to see if they can pick up where they left off during the regular season and put a Loudoun team who hasn't won one in one, two, three, four, and won one in a while. Um, oh, Marlena. Focus, Earl. Focus. Loudon. Uh, um, yeah. Do you need to go to bed? Anyways, 
Uh, so Loudon, I mean, hasn't done good ever. So the only That's time good. they did good is when they had one certain ref over here in Albuquerque that yeah, yeah. that guy that that we didn't do anything about. Um. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I want to see Memphis and see where they're at. Um, obviously, with them, obviously being always being a playoff contender. Um, they they lost their coach too, so I am curious to see what they look like with right. I think like eight starters coming back, but a new coach to see how he what he does differently with them, uh, as opposed to what Ben did. Did you guys catch yeah, the so- news today? Oh yes, yes I did. Yes. Their leading score is pissed off because oh, he yeah. had opportunities yeah. to go to Europe or MLS. And they didn't and let this 901 said nope. So uh not good to have drama in the locker room week one. Just just saying. Yeah. Seth, what you you're you're awful quiet over there. So my yeah. biggest hope so hold on before Seth opens his mouth. Um <laughs> so my biggest hope is that Memphis with their new coach and all that, everything going on with them and all this new uh, drama, all this new changes that they have. I hope they don't get caught with deers, like deers in headlight. What's a deers? I I meant deer, like a deer in the headlights. There we go. Hey, I think Robert Uh, just asked a question here for you. No one cares about Robert's question. Even Robert's giving you a hard time. It's, uh, it's going to be a long, a long night for you. But... All right, Seth, what's yours? Um, so, honestly, I, these, you guys all have great answers. Hey, so hey I, Seth, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Atlanta United 2 is no longer in the league, which I know yes. is your favorite team, so you can't pick them. No, no, can't pick Atlanta United Yeah, well, he will also come at you and say 3-1 to one or something like that or World <laughs> Champs or some stupid crap. No, no, no. None of my teams won a, won a championship last year, so I think we're, you know, we're going to move on from that. Um, well, no, I mean, honestly, like I, I'm, I've really been looking forward to this weekend. You know, we've, we've been talking about all off season and there's one, there's one match in particular I want to see. And that's, uh, and you guys probably have, this probably isn't on anyone's radar. It's the battery rising match. That, no, that's, yeah, that'll be a good one. Definitely up there. Cause I want to see if, uh, John over at USL tactics is smoking crack or not. And why yeah. he got Phoenix so high. I understand Treo and a couple of other pieces, but I just I'm not sold on them yet. So they go out and thump Charleston. Maybe I'll change my tune. But I think last year they went out and thumped Oakland to start the season. Mm-hmm. No, and Monterey Bay. Monterey yeah, Bay. Okay. Uh, I it was I knew it was one of those newer California teams, and uh, and then they had the the season from hell. So maybe one game shouldn't influence me that much, but I think it will a little bit. Yeah, looking at, at at John's rankings and particularly how he has you know everyone graded for the offseason, I, 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 he was pretty high on batteries offseason. He's been pretty high on rising, and you know he kind of I, I, I made a comment on, over on Reddit saying that I felt like his his methodology and his um, it, it just how heavily weighted the, the past performances. I felt like it, it's way too high. Um, now, yes, you have to pull from, from historic data to get your current rankings and power, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I just, especially with how bad rising was for most, for the majority of last year and the fact that his, his rankings of them never really seemed to waver throughout the entire season. 
That's not true. No, I mean, if you look at it, even up up until like the last couple of weeks, like they were he he consistently had them as a playoff contender. Well, they were a playoff contender. Like, I'm sorry, what were we watching? Rising was not good defensively the last year. Bottom of the West all. was jumbled up like crazy. So they until the very end, they could have made the seventh seed. Until like the last week of the season, the last two matches, maybe even one match, it was very conceivable that Phoenix was still going to sneak in there. Well, potentially, yes. But again, it's again, you watch the, the product on the pitch. They weren't consistent at all. They had and we've talked about this a lot last season. Neither was seven through thirteen. Well, no, no, none of them were. He had them as a contender for the playoffs. Well, I'm not saying that, but like he was because he even like towards the end, like he had them rated above us, like which didn't make any sense if you watch how how they played. And so that's why, like, just looking at it, you to me, it's you have to take the the current performance because they we can all agree that they did not do well at all for the vast majority of the season. And they just even the, the change in coach, a change in tactics, like just nothing was working for them. So argue and arguably to me, Phoenix didn't necessarily improve this offseason. They trade they got rid of a lot of talent. Now, admittedly, we, we picked up a number of those pieces. You know, picked up Santi, picked up Hurst, you know, and then they picked up some international spots in return. And we're still everyone, no one still really knows all the international spot rules. Um because supposedly we we still have like five, despite giving up two. So no, no one knows all these rules. But and yes, they brought in Danny Trejo, but I don't know how that system is going to work in Phoenix. So I want to see how these two clubs who did not have good 2022 seasons, mm-hmm. how did how did their, their build in the offseason <clears throat> change them for the better here in 2023? And I, I think this is going to be a very good, you know, first uh, first weekend matchup to see what's got what could potentially happen it's a good shout we got some uh comments over in chat here um over under number of times that blanchett cramps up uh maya says go oakland <laughs> earl has someone spiked your juice box yep <laughs> muted <laughs> And I, I have, I think I might have converted somebody. What juice box? Seth, <laughs> a little blue one don't that you have. Do not mute it there. Mute it on the damn screen so you can see if you're muted or not, please. What? Mute it on the screen. <laughs> it's like children over here. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> But yeah, so I mean, I, I think all in all, I mean, anyways, no, my juice box is not spiked. <laughs> Man, Earl, <laughs> we run a tight ship here, Earl. No nonsense. I'm the king of nonsense. You're also <laughs> the king of timeliness and timeliness. <laughs> um, but yeah, all in all, I mean, the opening weekend is here. There's a, there's a lot. There are a lot of storylines going forward. A lot of things to look forward to this weekend. Um, obviously, New Mexico United is not playing this weekend. We do have a uh, intra squad match on Saturday. Should anyone want to go down and watch that at First Financial Credit Union Field, you can go check that out on Saturday. Um, but I mean, yeah, we talked about it last week. This is going to be our big uh, season preview show. Uh, we're going to break, look at the East and Western conferences. And of course we want to bring Harry on because obviously, you know, San Antonio is the defending 
USL champions. Um, so, I mean, let's start with the side that we all know and love. You know, we are obviously all more familiar with the Western Conference. Uh, changes galore. Well, no, I we thought we were doing New Mexico stuff first. <laughs> we'll go in whatever order we want. So. I, I that, was how, that, was, that was the order that Jacob had set up. I said that was a rough Oh, well. <laughs> oh, all right i'll roll with it and i honestly didn't know where seth was going to go either so i thought we would do new mexico. <laughs> oh well, wait, all right, well if you got yeah we can do new mexico that's fine by me let me uh i have i had it up i was looking at it earlier all right um yeah well if you don't have your answer seth and you need more time you know no 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 you're on the I, earl play earl schedule just let us know man it's okay <laughs> No, I am good to go. I am prepared as always. You know, I have my, my tabs pulled up over here on my other screen. I'm ready to go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Jacob, you sent out a, a, an outline uh, as you were just mentioning. United predictions for the season. Now, we obviously haven't seen uh, too much. We've Jacob's been in person once. We've seen the Twitter feeds. We've seen the fact that we went unbeaten in the preseason. Um, looking Just looking at the roster and what we know so far, um, I mean, what's I, I mean, Jacob? How do you want to start this? Do you just want to start with like well, your list here, or how do you want to like look I'll, at this? I'll start with a couple highlights from Media Day real quick to give a little more insight to coaches' thoughts on the roster and um, kind of what me and Earl uh, gleaned from that. Uh, last year, we'll start a little bit with last year. It was a little bit of a disappointing year. I mean, we did finish fifth. We were right there competing for a home playoff spot till the very end. Uh, but it was it was an off year. I mean, a lot of injuries, a lot of forwards. Uh, I don't know how many forwards we had at, at one time. Probably like seven Six. or eight. Nineteen, uh, if you ask Reddit. Yeah, and and uh, it just it, it wasn't something was off with the team. We mentioned, you know, me and Earl mentioned a lot of the times when we were down there on the field level for the games, uh, some arguing, some uh, back and forth between teammates, uh, and then you fast forward to this off season. Uh, and, and this preseason where we were at, wh- whether it's the, the match that I was at, uh, preseason match that I was at, or the, um, the media day that me and Earl were able to attend, uh, coach mentioned in both of those, uh, scrums that we were going to have a smaller team. And then he also mentioned that this team definitely has a better chemistry and gets along better. And there's not a whole lot of I. Uh, it's a lot of us, a lot of we, a lot of team. Um, so that can only lead me to believe that some of the names that are not here now, um, I I would say Nico, Preston, Alexi, Kisavetter, uh, maybe Kavon to an extent are names that maybe they're kind of thrown under the bus without actually throwing them under the bus uh, that were more me instead of uh, us. Uh, and what Jacob just did. Yeah. I Look, <laughs> it, the writing's on the wall. Uh, I'm just going to read it. I'm not, I'm not just going to let everybody else read it. I'll, I'll read it out loud. Uh, he gets, he gets paid to do this. Uh, sure. Uh, in, in, in to the power of zero. Yeah. an ego boost uh, comments from, Team Jacob, basically. That's about it. Um, and what more could you yeah. ask for? Yeah, exactly. Well, let me ask you this, Jacob. I, I want to interject here real quick. So yeah. you mentioned these names, and this is something that we you mentioned that you know there were there appeared to be some on-field stuff last year. Uh-huh. I mean, we clearly saw uh Kevon and Nico go at it. We clearly saw that. 
Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, or yeah, it was Preston. It was, it was Preston. It was Preston. So we, we and it was it was on the broadcast. So you could see them like mm-hmm. arguing. Mm-hmm. Um, of those players, like it, it was very apparent to those that, that were that were present that there really was some sort of disconnect between the players because we even questioned last year how do they all fit together. Now, to me, looking at those names, Jerome Kiesevetter is a guy that he came in, he played a role. And he did it very well. He doesn't seem like a very, very much of a me guy, as compared to say Kevon or Nico. And, and I don't. I I want to. My two cents there is Nico might not be one of those names. Nico might not have been brought back because of numbers, uh, money, and goals. Um, and, and he was he dealt with a lot of injuries. So for because from everything that I heard going into last season was Nico was one of the best teammates you could ask for in the USL. And so it it wouldn't surprise me if Nico wasn't that guy, um, if, if it was more uh, Preston, because we saw Preston basically lose playing time as the season went along, and we barely didn't see it. We barely saw him this last third of the season, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romario was another one that I, I think it's safe to say Romario uh, mm-hmm. is, is somebody that the current United players did not get along with, uh, and we'll talk about that uh in, in a few um but so maybe i, I want to take nico's name back i, I said it a little prematurely I, I i'm not gonna throw nico under the bus there because i don't I, I personally really liked nico every time i talked to him he was a joy um and i think he just had a rough year and because of that with the option being as high as it was to bring him back uh that's why i think we didn't bring him back um but the other names uh preston and alexi in particular i think are are two that might have had some issues with with the team concept. See, I'm kind of surprised that uh, you throw in Alexi's name on it because he really seemed to me like a, a genuine like person, and he really seemed to. He, I because he I say him because you mentioned the Preston freighter spat. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Alexi get into it with Mondo very clearly that is true yeah um we also i also saw him get into it with a couple of the other defenders at times nothing as big as the mondo blow up but um just some things like that and so i i I want it to be perfectly clear that these are no names were said to us uh by coach or anything like that i'm just kind of extrapolating what he told us with what i saw last year and so I mean, it's it's a decent possibility Alexi wasn't one of those guys either, but they're definitely preaching more of a chemistry, us-type mentality, team mentality this year. And you look at the names that are missing, uh, and you can only draw some conclusions to, to some of those anyways. So um, all I know is that Coach coach definitely seems to be very high on, on the roster that we have right now. It's not going to grow uh very much if at all he says he wants to keep it small wants to keep it about 23 players which we don't even have 23 players right now so it might grow a little bit um i expect alex uh wagner to probably just be on the first team uh and forego um college for now Uh, i don't i don't uh know exactly what's going to happen but uh that, that would be my guess uh we also extended nava today um, and then he did say that, that we probably would have some, some of the, the trialists, uh, be signed, um, 
be signed to a contract uh, officially coming up soon. So um, I, I hear you. I hear you, Team Earl. And actually, I'm going to toss it to Earl. Earl, was there anything else from Media Day that um, roster-wise or, or team-wise that you, you stuck out to you? I mean, I had never been – let me make sure this stupid thing on. You're on. You're okay, on. Good. Um, so I had never been to a Media Day. Um, in the five years that we've been doing this, um, four and a half-ish, whatever, however, however long we've been doing this for, um, I had never been to a Media Day. So when Jacob's like, hey, man, I'm going to media day, I'm like, cool. Now's the perfect time for me to go. Um, so I took half, took a couple hours off of work. Pause. Is and, your boss listening to this? Well, my, the only She's boss in the other room. This, no, no, no. It's no. his, his work boss. Um, um, so, yeah. So, Um, so the thing that stuck out most to me was the communication. I mean, they were preaching, finishing, 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 finishing. Like that's the only word you ever heard was finish, finish it, finish it. Um, and it was kind of nice because we didn't really finish all of last season. Like we didn't have any scoring or the season before or ever really, um, stay muted, Harry, stay muted for this part. (laughs) So yeah, so it was it was nice seeing that, and then just seeing the the comfort, I guess, would be the word from the team. I mean, they they were comfortable with us being there; they were enjoying us being there. Some of them interacted with us a little bit, um, just doing their thing, and it was it was really nice to see that they were wanting to be on the same page, even for media day. Um, so it was pretty nice that whenever uh, Kalen and, and Sam sat down and they gave us their thoughts on what the roster looked like and how they were excited about what they had and just different things that they had going on. Um, it they, they also talked about how they felt like they were ahead of where we were this time last year as far as cohesion and chemistry and, and stuff like that. So it wasn't just coach that was preaching about uh, – how the roster is getting along right now. It, it was, it was also Sam and Kalen, uh, two players that one has been there all five years and, and Kalen's been there for the five. So, uh, they kind of know more or less what the rosters have felt like every year. And, and they, they f- definitely felt like they were farther ahead, uh, week one of this year than they were, uh, basically all of preseason last year. So, yeah. So it, it put me at ease knowing that, I mean, one, obviously the team being, better off than what they were last season now at this point than last point. Um, And just their opinion on what the roster is right now. I mean, they spoke highly of Alex. They spoke highly of what the overall team was. Um, So, yeah, it, I'm excited to see what actually happens. Um, And that's where I'm at. I mean, it gave me positive vibes for the season to come. So, so looking at the roster as it is right now, uh, not expecting a lot of change aside from a couple trialists. Um, you know, we've got really just four new additions. Uh, maybe just is it four? Shit, it might just be three. Um, it, we we have um, we brought back Santi, obviously. Uh, we brought back or we brought in Hurst. Oh, four. It is four. Okay, we brought in Hurst. Uh, from Phoenix. 
Uh, we brought in a kid named Josh Dolling from uh, St. Louis S or St. Louis City Two uh, from MLS Next Pro that has looked really, really good this preseason. And then we brought in uh, a, a very, very tall Swedish center back uh, that the, they they were referring to him as Timo uh, on the pitch. Um, all the teammate, all of his teammates were uh, last name Zali, Timothy Zali. Um, out of those four. And then, well, out of the whole roster, you know, with with Weehan, Moreno, uh, I mean, you know who's coming back. I, I'm not going to go through all the names there, but who who is going to be this year's team MVP? We'll start with Seth. Seth hasn't talked in a while. Actually, no, no. I want to get Harry's opinion before we start on, on the people that actually follow the, or cover the club. So I got a 1A and a 1B. Uh, 1A, uh, I'm going to go with the old vet, Chris Weehan. Uh, he kills San Antonio, but I think his leadership that he provides, especially in the middle, offensively, and I think with Marino, Hurst, Moore, uh, I think is going to, for as a New Mexico, if you're a fan of New Mexico, hopefully he'll be able to kind of uh, create a whole bunch of opportunities. Uh, I don't know if he'll score as much. But I do think that his assist and the you know his hockey assist uh, you know or you know he may not get the assist but the assist to assist mm -hmm. through there and then my other one I think is going to be Greg Hurst. I'm looking for him to kind of have a breakout year. Didn't have a decent year in Phoenix uh, for that here, but I think kind of underwhelmed. But uh, well, that, you that know, whole club was in Phoenix underwhelmed. Right, but prior to that, coming from uh, Union Omaha, where in USL League One. For that, and yes, it still is a handball. We him, uh, but I got to give him kudos. He did come over and sign my flag. So, uh, but I, I, I'm a big believer on, on the middle infield, the leadership through there. You know, Rojo in Sacramento, uh, Hoppano, you know, that's now in, in Hartford, you know, us with PC and Maloney, you know, just that veteran leadership. You know, they may not get all the fancy goals and highlights, but the leadership, the MVP, I, I, I think that the, the you know, for me, that that's that's who that's who I think would be the team MVP. Um, Hurst might end up with with the more goals, and typically we know USL Championship rates MVP is the best offensive player. So I went one A and one B. Seth, you got anybody different? Um, yeah. Uh, before I, I get my answer, obviously, if you're in the chat, we'd love to hear your thoughts and or your thoughts on yeah. this as well. Uh, throw your choice for MVP over in the Unless chat. Unless you're Team Earl, then I don't care. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, uh, according to Jacob, your your opinion doesn't matter in this. In this, so. Uh, and if you do put an opinion, you don't watch Doctor. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yes. Uh, anybody that's anybody that's in the chat, obviously, we do appreciate you watching uh, tonight. Uh, Honestly, if you just look at the roster and pick a name at random, you probably have a better chance than getting it right than we, <laughs> than Harry, <laughs> or me. Yeah, because all of the world does not pay attention to soccer at all now that he's married. So. Um. Yeah. There you go. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> Earl! He has a kid now too. Yeah, dude, where was where was my invite, man? I thought we were. Yeah, you know, oh, I know. That's why I'm Team Jacob. Yep. <laughs> um, I love. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna comment because she's I know she's watching. <laughs> and yeah, just just hush, Earl. Yeah, just, there you go. 
Um, no, I, I, I do. I like Harry's picks. I think they're, I think they're really great. And obviously, you know, Hursty and, uh, and bees are, are going to be a big part of the offensive plan this season. Um, I hate to interrupt you, but the boss behind Jacob just crossed her, you know, isn't, is in the shot there. So much respect to miss Jacob as well. Harry said yeah. much respect to miss Jacob as well. <laughs> yes, obviously, you know, Allie is a, is a big part of a, the, the show and Jacob's life. And so, yeah. Earl's still hungry, apparently. Earl, um, still bacon ask you, Earl. That's what's in there. Bacon Earl, and HelloFresh. Earl, Not ask your uh, your in-laws for your allowance this week. <laughs> Seth, get to a name. <laughs> I'm getting to a name. Um, you know, I, I look at I look at the roster and the guys we've got come back, and I honestly think for me, uh, the potential MVP here is going to be Timothy Zali. Um, I think he's a guy we've we've been begging for height on the back line. Looking answer, Seth. What? answer that is a crazy answer that's crazy last year we had issues defensively at times um we were begging for height we were begging for for someone at least you know i i felt like you know kalen did not have a great season you know i was looking for someone who could get back on the ball uh and make an impact back there big body guy who's proven his his worth over you know uh, over in europe has worked his way up through the pyramid there um so i think this is someone that could uh, he's he's not necessarily going to score a lot of goals, but he's going to contribute on the field. I think he can make a, a huge difference in our back line. I will say about the body, uh, he is very tall. Yeah. He's also about the size of a toothpick. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, he is. He's after seeing him in person, he is very skinny. Uh, yeah, he's very tall, and he he did he did body up some people in that Colorado State Pueblo or CSU Pueblo game. Um, he's got some hops too. But, and he did get up there on that on that goal, but he is very skinny. I'll get him some uh, home cooking New Mexico feud. That, that'll that'll put that'll put uh, <laughs> some meat on his bones. I hope, so. I hope so. Some green chili. But yeah, I just I, I think that's one of our, our biggest areas of improvement over last I year. I thought I was coming with a crazy answer, and then you just came off the top rope. Just yeah, <laughs> Earl. I hear your crazy answer first. No, no, I'm running this portion right now, and I'm I'm telling you. Okay, um, I actually it's probably the first time I do this. I agree with didn't do my homework. You 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 agree with Harry? I agree with Harry. Yeah, with it either being Hurst or Bees. Um, I might even throw in Kalen in there, just depending on how. I know Seth didn't like okay. that answer. Okay, but. hold on, hold on. I, Harry, unmute yourself. Uh, you have now shaken your head at Kalen twice, uh, or at once at him, and then you agreed with Seth uh, about him having a bad year last year. What? What? He had a poor year last year. It's not even up for debate. Okay, that, that's the numbers don't lie, my friend. Okay. So why are you shaking your head to this year? Because I don't, I don't think he's going to have a good year. Easy answer, right? right? So, can I continue? Yeah, go ahead, Earl. Good talk. Um, so yeah, so those are my A, B, and C options. Um, obviously, Hurst being number one, B's being second, and then Kalen being third. Um, I'm waiting for a D D option to come in here in a couple seconds. I'll I'll come back to that answer. Okay. Um, It, it it falls in the chat, I guess. So, I will. uh I'll throw this comment out there from 
from our our favorite team Earl. Um, if Phoenix Rising was so bad, why did we raid their squad? Uh, Hurst was okay in the games I watched, and Moir kept throwing fits. Um, so they were bad, not because of the talent that they had. Uh, it was just one of those years that a organization can go through where just shit is just haywire uh, with coaching and and whatnot. I, uh, Morrissey will, will back me up on this. Uh, Santi had a much better year than his raw numbers indicate. Um, and then if you go back one year when he had uh, basically an MVP caliber year, if it wasn't for Haji Berry um, back in 2021, uh, Hurst, I thought, was good, but was a product of uh, of a lack of cohesion around him. So that that's part of why I think uh, New Mexico was happy to take Hurst and Moore off Phoenix's hands because Phoenix, I mean, Phoenix emptied house. I mean, they 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 cleaned house. Uh, that whole roster basically was retooled this year. So um, I think we got two of their best, probably four players um, from last year, and I think a, a new setting for them will will do wonders. Um, yeah, we I talked have, about it quite a bit last season. You know, what the issue yeah, was, right. and after the signings, and I—I I mean, honestly, I think it was system issues. I and they just didn't—they right. didn't play well. There, you know, there's no cohesion defensively. They were an absolute disaster. Um, so it, it, it's not, again, it's not that there was a lack of talent. They just—they did not perform up to expectations of basically everybody except for us, or well, me anyway, where they performed down. You know, so. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it's just a down year. I, I mean, would, will they be back this year? I don't know. Like you said, a lot of changes, a lot of changes, a lot of changes. And we'll get to them when we talk about the West a little more. Um, as for the MVP for, for United, I, I had Weehan written down and I thought that was going to be a, a hot take with as bad as he played last year. Um, but Harry says it, you guys didn't even bat an eye probably cause you didn't want to, uh, abuse Harry, but, um, I w- I'm I'm very surprised that this name didn't get thrown out there. So I'm going to throw it out there instead of Weehan, since we kind of. Do you not say Sam? Here. Why would I say Sam? No, I mean, it's, it's Santi. Oh, yeah. it, it's Santi. I mean, um, if if he can return, I mean, he like I said, he had an MVP form, not but two years ago. Um, and if you can take last year and and look at raw numbers. Uh, or look past the raw numbers of just goals and assists um, and look at some expected goals and assists and stuff like that. And then you also throw in there what Phoenix was, was dealing with and, and you come in, you bring him here, uh, you bring Hurst with him. Uh, they've already had some, some good combo plays uh, this preseason. We saw some last year. So I think they have a good repertoire together. Um, you have Weehan back with him from the year 2019 year when he was played so well with us. Uh, you add Moreno into that mix. You add Nava into that mix. You add Doling into that mix, um, and and say what you will about him. I mean, we always we yelled after he we went to Phoenix. Don't let him come back to the right. Why do you keep letting him come back to the right? Well, I think it's kind of just because it's hard to stop him coming back to the right. And when he cuts back to the right to the middle of the pitch and gets that ball in his right foot, uh, he's very dangerous. Uh, whether it's going for goal and curving one into that far corner whether it's playing a, a, a ball into a guy like Hurst or Doling, um, crossing it over to Moreno, uh, finding Weehan uh, set back at the, you know, 18 yard box for, for a shot. I mean, he, he options just open up there and it's, it's really hard to defend. And what I did like about him last year is you saw him 
instead of going to the right every time or going to the right so much that it became a problem uh, to where he wouldn't go to to drive to the baseline. Um, he actually did that and and got in some just left footed crosses that that found Hurst or or somebody making a good run. And so if he if he can vary that up and rev, duplicate the numbers that he had in 2021 with Phoenix, um, I think it's very very likely that he can can compete with with not only us, not only for our MVP, but for a, a league wide MVP. Um, if we're going to reach the levels that we want to reach. See, I'm not, I'm not against that answer. Um, I told you at media day, if Santi can be the Santi of old, he's a force to reckon with. I mean, I told you when we're watching it, um, he is very, very animated. We saw that when he missed a practice shot, um, where he ran to the fence and yelled some curse words in Spanish. Um, so yeah, so I'm not against you saying Santi at all. I mean, had Hurst not shown up or Hurst not been here, Santi probably would have been on my list. So so flipping over to the other side of the ball, Seth, is it safe to assume that if Zali is your MVP pick, that he's your defender of the year pick too? I think so. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that because I mean, realistically, I couldn't you know, have him as MVP and not defensive player of the year, but. I mean, it's. I think he brings it. Like I said, he brings a, a dynamic to the backline that we haven't had. Um, and so, yeah, I think he just he has the opportunity to make a, a real big statement back there. Earl, do you, you had Ryland riding kind of in your your quasi MVP pick? Is he the uh, the defender defender of the year? Obviously, Tim Bacchus is is a uh, is a pretty good shout for that too. But if we're looking at field players, are we looking at, at Kalen for you? <coughs> Yeah, I mean, Kalen, ever since he showed up the first year he got here, and I know Seth is going to roll his eyes and twiddle his thumbs and bat his eyes a little bit more. Um, it, it's whatever. Um, that's why I'm the king of nonsense and timeliness and shithousery. Um, so if you could add that title to my to my little, yeah, little tabs here, um, that'd be great. Thank you for my, my the people in the back. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so Kalen, I've always been a fan of him. Even last year when he had a down year, um, he still was the consistent, the consistency that we needed on that back line. He was, he was the captain of that back line essentially. Like without him, we our back line would have been worse than what it was. I disagree. And, yeah, of course you do, but you're also wearing a red hat. Yeah. Yep. I okay, certainly am wearing a red hat because you know yeah. what? Can someone just mute this guy? Um, he's wearing the Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks hat when he's a Padres fan. What the what? <laughs> Harry, Harry, save us. Um. Anyways, so no, staying on topic and without Seth interrupting. Like I said, I've always been a fan of Kalen. I've always loved the way he played. Um, except for the couple bonehead moves that he made um, that Seth will probably show at some point. And if he gives me four seconds to give a break, he probably has it plugged in by now. Um, so, yeah. So, Kalen is be my defensive player of the year. Harry, what's the outsider perspective on this? 
So this one for me is hard because I don't know the back line right. um, for it here. Um, I went with Austin Yearwood, number one, number one. He's got a cool name. Uh, yes. And to me, I'm looking more on the fullback side to see if they can come up a little bit more and be more involved in the offense. So mm -hmm. like I said, I kind of went with them and being able to track back. Um, I also went with plan B. I thought it was going to be kind of, you know, hey, Harry's off the wall. Uh, but uh, with Zali being the tall center back that you guys have been missing for a while uh, coming in, I, I know there's probably going to be an adjustment period. A little bit worried that he's a stick instead of, you know, you know, got some meat on the bones. But uh, I think for New Mexico, having some height in the back, especially going against San Antonio and other teams that, that typically have a tall front line, could you know, could be pivotal. I thought you guys would go with Ryden, uh, you know, to be honest with you. Uh, so I went with – this is probably the weakest one that, you know, just – uh, you know, there's I, not a lot out on the defense yeah. of New Mexico or, or for anybody, to be honest. No, I mean, I'm, those are actually two two pretty good shouts. I mean, obviously, Seth Seth agrees with you on the Zali one. And Austin has been a player that um, has, been, I think, severely underrated in USL circles um, as a defender. I mean, he, he probably was our most consistent and best defender last season. Um, I mean, he just – he came in and he – he, what I love about him, him and Rashid Tete last year, both are, if, if you're dribbling against him one-on-one, -on -one, you're not getting past him more often than not. Uh, he doesn't bomb up near as much as like a Harry Swartz does, um, but he does still get involved. We saw the, the curler from, from him two seasons ago, I believe it was that one goal of the year. Um, so because we didn't stuff the ballot box at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so he'll get up, he'll get involved. Um, I, I will agree that Kalen had a down year last year. I won't go as far to say as he was terrible um, or or the 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 uh, blasphemous things that Seth said about him last year. But um, he yeah. still does, you by guys, the way. You guys only allowed 40 goals, so it's not like your defense was poor. Right. Um, overall, you know, but, you know, you only had a plus nine goal difference. But I think yeah. I think all of us would agree that was more on the offensive side than the de right. defensive side. And and to that plus nine goal difference, I am one of the ones that'll jump in here and say uh, that was also a plus seven against Phoenix. So really, it wasn't nearly as good as that. But anyways, uh, I, will that, say, I wasn't going to touch that. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll own up to it. That plus or that 40 goals that we allowed. I mean, a lot of those came at the end of the year when half our people were injured and we were when Kalen Ryan line. was playing. Yeah, I shut your freaking mouth. So, um, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. To me, the, the, and, and you now I don't follow New Mexico as close as you guys, but I think a lot of the goals that you gave up were late, not necessarily late in the season, but late in the games that cost you the three points that cost, you know, you, instead of walking away with three, you walk oh, yeah. away with one. Oh, yeah. Or like Oakland, I think the Oakland matches um, early in the year where you guys were up, they came back and, and, and I don't remember if they walked away with all oh, three points or, or, you know, a tie, but. It felt like a loss listening to the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and to I me, mean, that was on the defense. Not to interrupt, but I do remember me and Jacob being on that on that north end, walking back to the dugout. Like, what the hell do we have to do to win in this place? Well, so so what? Rewind a little bit. Last year, we won our first two. Um, we beat Vegas here, and then we beat El Paso and El Paso. Then we came back. We had a late lead against Orange County. Gave up a. Uh, stoppage time goal in there um, to get a draw. Came back that next Wednesday and played Oakland. 
same thing, stoppage time goal to give up a draw. Kalen was not playing in those two matches. Um, and I will, the, I'm going to circle this back around to Kalen because he picked up a knock early in the year and never seemed like he had his full speed back after that. Um, cause a lot of what Seth's critiques about him were last year was he just wasn't as fast as he had been in the past, which was true. Having watched him in person this year, both in a preseason match and at training, he looks back. He looks fit. He looks healthy. He looks like he is Kalen Ryden from 2020, 2019, 2021. Um, and that has me excited. I, I had written his name down, uh, but part of why I'm kind of letting you guys go first is I'm, I'm kind of flexible with who I can pick and choose to talk about. Um, so, so Kalen might be my official pick, but I want to shout out Seymour here. Um, <clears throat> he is a guy that came in last year. We were expecting him to play defensive mid. Um, and then all of a sudden he was on the back line and then he bounced around the back line, bounced around defensive mid. And no matter what job he had, he did it at such a high level. Um, and I expect this year, especially with the center back lack of center back depth that we have, uh, at least at the moment, because it's really just Ryden, Zali, um, Hamilton, if you want to put him back there, Seymour, if you want to put him back there. And then I do believe they're going to sign Kyle Cor uh, Colonna, um, who is a trialist that we've been having play with us this preseason and has looked good as well. But that's still pretty pretty thin there, in my opinion. And so having Seymour be flexible enough to play defensive mid, if we want to put Sam at center back, play to center back, if we want to have him at center back, depending on what the matchups are calling for, um, I think his versatility and his ability to do multiple jobs at a, at such a high clip um, make him almost invaluable to this team from a defensive standpoint. That might not get you defender of the year for, for a team or for the league, but it is a huge, huge asset to have, especially when you're going to be tinkering with formations and depth charts and stuff like that. So just want to shout out him. Um, Harry brought up goals for and against from last season. Um, so I, I, I had the numbers and I didn't bring the paper, but basically 40, always 49, four, 40 against. Yeah. And, and we've always been like in that top, top 20 to top 13, 14 range. We've never really cracked the top 10 in either of those categories. We've always just kind of been middle of the pack. Um, Earl, I know you don't have an answer for this cause you couldn't figure out how to math in your head. Um, Harry said he had an exact number. So let's go to Harry. Um, not only do I want the number of what you think we'll score and give up, but where do you think that'll rank in the USL uh, by the time we're, we're talking about this next year? So I got you at 60 goals because I do think the offense is going to be a little bit better. Okay. Now, I, I'm not going to lie to you where you mentioned that you guys are going thin. Any injuries that's going to really impact you guys quite quite a bit. Cause I think as we saw with San Antonio last year, you can survive in injury injuries if you've got the depth, but if you're running a thin squad mm -hmm. and, and you know, San Antonio brings in players as the season goes on to kind of, you know, you know, you know, they don't go roster heavy at the beginning of the year. Right. But by the time July, August comes around, you know, they've got that, that, that deep roster. 
Um, but I also think the defense is going to be a little bit more shakier as well, just because it's a little bit older, you know, a little bit, you know, so I had 60, 50. So I think you're going to be a little bit higher scoring, probably top 10 for this year, probably 50 goals would probably put you at mid pack uh, looking at where it was last year here. So I, I still, you know, you know, uh, like I said, 60, 50, top 10, top 10 offense, probably, you know, middle of the road, 12, you know, probably between 15. Well, there's what, 24 teams, right? Yeah. So, uh, pro- you know, probably that fifth, 15, kind of, you know, 15 to or 12 to 17 range, kind of along those lines. For reference, but, for last year, like, like you said, um, we only had 49 goals for, so you're, you're looking at like an 11 goal jump 11 goal improvement Mm -hmm. um and that would put us looking at last year 60 goals last year would have put us seventh um in the usl championship and on the flip side of that you know we gave up 40 so you're looking at a pretty good jump there or 42 sorry so so maybe drop that down a little bit i just like said here the the defense is hard for me to know um i'm not a you're saying Ryden's looking a lot better um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't know he had a knock last year, uh, for right here. Cause he played most games. Hernia. Yeah. He was early in the season and he came back and he played the whole season. Um, th- there was no mention of it after the fact, but you could tell just by looking at him that he wasn't, he wasn't himself. Um, defense is always kind of a tricky thing, especially in these lower league clubs, uh, where it's, you know, there's not a whole lot of like, unless, unless you have a guy that played for your team that goes and signs with another team, you don't really have a whole lot of knowledge of, of the defenders on other people's teams. I, I mean, you probably cover the league as a whole or are more familiar with the league as a whole than, than even we are. And for you to say that you, you don't know defenders, that just kind of speaks to, I mean, unless you're and you're sick in the head with, (laughs) with what he does, uh, you're not going to know the defenders, a through Z but in this league. I'm also anticipating New Mexico to play a little bit more attacking as well. Agreed. Um, so, and, and that's going to lead itself to scoring more opportunities, but also giving up more opportunities yeah. along those lines. So, yeah, I'd probably change that maybe in 50s, probably a little bit high, probably that 45 to 47 range a little bit, because I do think you guys do the goal difference does improve um, a little bit. But like I said, I do think the offense is going to pick up just, I think. The talent you guys have up top now is is better than last year. You know, probably the best that you guys have had uh, in the, what the four or five years that you guys have been around. I think name wise, I think last year. I mean, if you just look at the names, you're like, holy shit, Keystone. But it didn't Brett. fit. Though. It, it didn't. It didn't. And so and that's the key, though. So I I, I do think even though like I kind of like that Morrissey's kind of sleeping on us a little bit, and and these other teams are are kind of thinking, oh well, they didn't do much this off season because we've we've won the off season two of the last four years, essentially with. Well, you broke the internet, Brian Brown. Exactly. With what people were saying about us. And then our offense was, was nowhere near what we expected it to be. So the fact that we kind of changed tune there and instead of going for names, we went for, I mean, obviously Santi and Hurst are are pretty good size names in this league, but we didn't go for uh, the, the Nico Brett size names and hope that, uh, he lives up to what he had been. We're, we're kind of playing a little differently, and I appreciate that. Earl, do you, or Seth, do you have a uh, – Earl, I said Earl didn't have an answer to this, and he just left the room for some reason. So uh, <laughs> do you have um, 
He got sent uh, out on a timeout. Yeah. Do you have some numbers that, that you're kind of looking at there? Or? Um, so to, to, to go back to the, the stats from last year real quick, um, through the first through the first half of the season, we, we conceded 14 goals, which was bottom 25% of the league. Uh, in terms of fewest, or I'm sorry, tar- yeah, in terms of fewest goals allowed. Right. So we did really well for the first half of the season, and then we conceded 26 goals in the final 17 matches. So yeah, something yeah. So, something happened there. Um, but yeah, just looking at what we have so far, looking at who's back, and and honestly, I, I wish she'd have been resigned. Because she is a guy that I would be talking up and down throughout this throughout this show tonight. Because I feel like uh, you know, he was such a, a big part. He had it's, such a good season last year. It's not out of the question that we bring him back. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm saying to, to this point, there's a cat on a chair in Harry's room, and it, <laughs> it kind of tripped me out. But anyways, uh, to we could bring him back. But oh yeah, no, we can. But as uh, looking at the roster right now. Yeah, she is not part of the club currently, and I would love to see him back because I think he could he could do that. But yeah, um, I, I think we can. I, I want to put us in the thirty-five to forty-five goals conceded range, because I, I, like like Harry said, you know, we're definitely going to be more attacking with the pieces that we have. We have guys in in every role that can get the ball forward. Um, we have guys, you know, Hurst, I think, you know, Hurst could, could potentially have a big season. Santi off the, off the wing. You've got Moreno, you've got, uh, you've got bees, you've got Wagoner. Like you've got all these guys who are showing and Brucey. We haven't even mentioned Brucey tonight. Yeah. Brucey's already, you know, banging goals in. So like, we've got all these guys that can potentially throw the, put goals in. And I think so far from what we've seen, we've got better delivery. We've had better finishing. Which is going to contribute to I, what I think is going to be more goals this see this season. So you know I, I see that goal differential expanding. Um, I don't necessarily know I'm going to go quite that high. Maybe like like the 54 to 58, 57 range somewhere in there. Um, I just think we're gonna we're gonna have more opportunities in front of goal. We've got more guys that can that can get in and and take shots from different angles and different areas. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I think we're we finished in the top half of the league. Um, and goals scored, um, and probably you know bottom half, middle of the pack, and and goals allowed. So um, I like how you, I like how you gave me a four goal window for goals scored, but yeah. a ten goal window for goals allowed, uh, which is indicative of defense being tricky, like we talked about. Yeah. Um, so so with those numbers, uh, the high range fifty seven goals scored would have put us at uh, where'd you go? Right, right there at seventh, um, sixth or seventh or eighth, uh, eighth I guess it would be um, last year, and then goals four or goals scored or goals allowed. Sorry, um, you gave me too wide of a range because because thirty five would be tied for fourth, but forty five would be all the way up at you know thirteenth. So um, I I think for me it's going to depend on like what system we run. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of it. You know, are we able to get back in transition? Are we able to, you know, again, getting so many people forward, like, can we make that, that transition back? Yeah. So, cause I, I expect to like play out of Timbacus all season long. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you brought up his name. Cause I was about to, I think most of the goals that we concede are going to be on defensive lapses or, you know, the inability right. to, to cover, cover space. Um, I, I think that's where the issue lies more than anything else. I think that um, 
the the defensive number to me is is obviously where we get a little hung up here. I think Tambakis is is primed for a big year. I mean, we all already have seen him uh, make some incredible saves. Um, he he's always been solid. He had a um, he missed more time last year than he had any of the other years. So uh, if he can come in and stay healthy, I think he can have a really big year. I think we could you know, get him double digit shutouts, um, for what would be, I believe the first time in his career. Um, the, the thing on the defense that worries me is that thinness, because that is the place where I think we're the most thin, uh, is on the back line. Um, you, add, you taught, you mentioned, um, kind of a, a little bit about the tactics, um, in talking to, in talking to Zach, both after the preseason game and at the media day, um, uh, and with my eyes in the in the uh, preseason game and from the drills that we looked at, it definitely feels like a four four or a four at the back system of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, a four two three one is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, and if that's the case, then then we might, especially if Harry bombs like he he's known to, and depending on who's playing on that other side, whether it's Suggs, we know Suggs likes to get up. Um, if it's Austin, we might we might see Austin in there a little more on on a little more for defense if we're going up against a high octane offense or something like that. But I do think we're going to be much more attacking minded, like Harry mentioned earlier, um, and that could leave us susceptible. So I I don't think we're going to go down dramatically in goals against. Um, I think I think right about where we were last season is is probably pretty good. Like that goal. 1.2 goals per match uh, allowed area. So we're right around 42, 43, uh, 40, 41, 42, 43, somewhere in there, um, which I think is good enough for us to, you know, get a, a double digit goal differential and, and contend. Um, now on the, on the flip side of the ball, I think if, if what we're seeing in the preseason, which obviously it doesn't always correlate, um, but, certain things from this preseason feel different um, as far as how we're scoring our goals, how they're coming about. And I think we're going to get a lot more easy chances off, off of a press. I think we're going to get much better finishing uh, from inside the box, which has always kind of been a bugaboo for us. Um, Yeah. If you had bugaboo on your bingo uh, scorecard, go ahead and mark that off. Um, And so, so I do think we're going to come up. I, I think Harry's almost a little too optimistic on the 60. Um, but I, I'd, I'd have us just a couple below that, you know, 58. Um, 58 was kind of the number that was in my head. And, uh, you know, I, I think we can get, you know, a, a plus 16, 17, 18 goal differential going uh, with those numbers and, and definitely put us in the upper echelon of of uh, the Western Conference for sure. Does anybody have any idea where Earl went? Like, Earl, what are you doing? Pacing up and on the floor. He was, fo- he was folding a tie earlier. Yeah, he, he's just doing his thing. I think he was yeah, just waiting. Earl has to be in Santa Fe at 7.30 tomorrow, and he's also packing for the rest of the weekend because he will be working and training in Santa Fe this whole entire week. So. Earl, where are you now? My house. Okay. Okay. So- I mean... That, that's pretty much it that I had for for New Mexico United specifically. Other than where where do we finish? Okay, 
<laughs> I said not yet. We still have, Harry, tell us where we finish and then take a <laughs> There's right. a reason why I wanted to have it. I was like, let's get the New Mexico stuff first. I do uh, like I got you. I got your fourth and a playoff fin playoff finish. I've got a second round loss at San Antonio. That's not terrible. So I think that's definitely doable. Seth? Uh tough. This is this is tough. It really is. Because that there's teams I think might be surprising, but um I could see us with an improved attack finishing third. Um and, and getting uh you know potentially getting a, a home playoff match. Um I think well, fourth I, I, gets you a home playoff yeah, match. Yeah, fourth does, yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think it's a huge get for New Mexico if we finish there. Um, and depending on how the rest falls out, I say, yeah, probably second round exit. I don't know to who at this point, but well, if you finish fourth or fifth, you're going against the number one seed. It's a fixed bracket. Yeah, yeah. I really have to figure we out who I've got. We obviously know that Harry thinks that it's San Antonio that's going to be the one seed with how he laid out the the bracket or how he laid out us getting beat by them in the second round. Um, pretty much so Earl <laughs> I have us third nice so I uh, three of us have us third because I had us third as well uh, I do think that you kind of have like I this is not because Harry's on the pod it's not because team Harry is team Jacob um it's because I just I think that's this is how it's going to go. So let's go through let's go through the West. Okay. Who finishes first? I say San Antonio. I also have San Antonio. San yeah, Antonio. San, yeah. San Antonio is the favorite. I have I have San Antonio up here, and then I have like two through five, like in the middle, and then I have another group, and then I have the bottom dwellers. I think San Antonio comes back a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I just think the league overall, because we've got rid of the MLS two teams, mm-hmm. and I think the league overall has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, and San Antonio's lost some. Now their roster is still incomplete, kind of like New Mexico's, where right. they're still not the final product. I do think San Antonio is the clear, clear winner, but my number two team in the West is Sacramento. I, I think Sacramento has brought in a lot of defense, and I think uh, uh, them bringing in Russell Cicerone is going to be a huge difference up top for them. So I have them finishing finishing second. You guys have that's that's not a guess. bad shot. I mean, I, yeah, I think Sacramento's made some changes, but I think Loyal. I mean, I think Loyal and, and Sacramento are going to be the two. I got Loyal third. Was. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I figured that's where you might have them. Um, so I do we all – I'm, I'm – I'm assuming I don't know if Earl did this exercise or not, but um, I'm I'm okay. Good. I'm. I think we probably all have the same top four. I think I think you can almost yes, all, I, I probably think New Mexico, have, Mexico, Mexico, San Diego, Sacramento, San Antonio. Yes. Right. No, Earl. Who is the team that? Who Who out of those four do you not have in the top four? San Diego. And who really? Else, who else do you have in the top four? So my top four, um, San Antonio, Sacramento, New Mexico, and Colorado Springs. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Sorry. Did that come out? That might be the biggest whiff of our predictions right there. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll surprise yeah. us. But they lost so much. But anyways. Okay. I would love to know the, the thought process by putting Colorado in the in the top four. So real quick, just before we get to that. Yeah. San Diego, obviously, they were the two seed last year. Um, they have uh, uh, quite a bit of the talent coming back. Um, they did lose their top goal scorer in Kyle Vassell. Um, and Seth they Austin, lost Thomas among. They did. Who they, was also I, I pretty they good. They did get in. Um, uh, uh, Damas, Damas, Demus, Damas. Uh, yeah. Um, coming back after spending a year in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. You remember him from winning the uh, MLS or USL Cup, USL Championship uh, title with Orange County uh, two seasons ago. Uh, I think that's a pretty good person to plug in uh, for those two losses. But at the same time, you're kind of replacing two guys with one, uh, and that could be an issue. But I, I still think they're deep enough and that the West is just so crowded that they they have what it takes to be that two seed. But this is where I, where I had two through five kind of just jumbled up. So who's your fifth? <sighs> you're not going to like it, guys. <laughs> Hey, David, appreciate you. I got, I got, I got Phoenix. As do I. I I have to me, Phoenix and New Mexico, that four or five to me is going to be a flip a coin um, along those lines here. So, so my next four, uh, so if we're talking about, so if we're kind of doing in groups of four, I have uh, five for Phoenix, six for Orange County, seven for uh, Monterey Bay and RGV under uh, Wilma Cabrera always seems to sneak into the playoffs with a late run. So I've got. Yeah, but they always lose the first round. I don't care. You're you're in the playoffs. I didn't say they're going far. I just said they're finishing eight. So now this is where things get interesting. So I too had Phoenix at five. Um, I I don't I don't know what we're gonna get from them, Uh, but I know that uh, whatever their coach's name was is Guerrero. Guerrero. Juan Guerrero, who's in Phoenix. Yeah. Um. He. He took Oakland and was able to take a less talented roster than I think Phoenix has and always make them competitive. Uh, they weren't going to win the West by any means, but they were at least competitive. And so I expect them to be competing for a playoff spot and possibly a home playoff spot. Um, but I could also see it going south. I don't. I just don't know. They're bringing in guys other than Danny Trejo that I don't really am not familiar with. I'm just not familiar with the other guys that they brought in. Um, they lost uh, Santi, Hurst, Aiden Quinn. They lost everybody. I mean, the only ones coming back are, are a couple pieces from a back line that was fucking terrible. So Darnell, they've got King is back. Uh, yeah. Now done, uh, Carlos and Nango. I'm sorry for Marissa Bernay. Uh, Barbara Call, uh, Nanjay, uh, Kevin Lambert, Darnell King, and Gabby uh, Torres. Yeah, King's their captain, and he made several mistakes last year. And, and as far as um, I'm concerned, fuck that guy. I did not like him at all. I liked yeah, him the gone. last year until until we. He's a former him. San Antonio guy, and he's great around the community. But yeah, he, he had it off. You know, he had a poor year. Um, but they brought in uh, Trejo. They brought in Red Card Harvey, uh, the dirty, uh, dirty sob. I know we can't swear per the rules by uh, uh, Earl there. And... I, no, 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 no. 
Just Earth. I can't swear. You guys can swear all you guys want. <laughs> I can't swear. But they brought in to me the the interesting thing with Phoenix is they brought in Rocco Rios Novo and Patrick Ravaski, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who came over what from Orange County. But it sounds like Novo may be the one that's starting over 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 uh, Rokoski, who what two years ago led Orange County to the title. So, so so Earl sorry. Novo's a Novo's a big talent to, to head out there. Yeah. I mean, he he really shone shone last year uh, at times. Earl, I got to get uh, I want I want to get your thoughts on Colorado Springs real quick because I have Colorado Springs ninth. Um, I have them tenth. And and I might be a little higher on them than than I I should be. So so coming in at fourth, is it just going off of what they did last year? No, it's what they what they added this off season. What did they add? They added, I mean, Duke Lacroix, 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 whatever, however you say his freaking name. French. Um, Speedy Williams, Malik Foster, Shane Beckford. Okay. I mean, they added a whole. Beckford was there last year. No, he wasn't. No, no Beckford was, was in San Antonio. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's he right. He was there the year before. But he, the year before, yeah. But yeah. he but he couldn't crack the 18. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so they added a whole bunch more. Um, they, they lost Haji halfway through last season. They lost uh the guy that throws balls at ball boys. Um Galina. Yeah. And then um and, and Elvis Amo as well. So they they basically just replaced their Bigger than that, they oh, lost Cam Lindley, who they traded yeah. to Indy. Uh, to Indy, they lost Tristan Hod. They lost their starting goalkeeper, which is probably not a huge loss. They lost. Hey, Michael hey, Edwards, hey, 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 was, oh, hey, um, hey! You take that back, you son of a bitch. That's a real favorite player right there. <laughs> we fucking love Caldwell here. Yeah, this is like <laughs> Caldwell country. Uh, um. So yeah. No, so. No, David. Yeah, it I is. Mean, just Hold going on, back to it. I mean, Colorado <laughs> Springs. Yeah, they lost a whole bunch, but they added more to it. I mean, the Shane Beckford. They traded lost. their coach. I'm not gonna <laughs> talk about Romario Williams because God knows he still. I mean, that's why he went to Colorado Springs because he forgot his tent over there. <laughs> so he had to go back anyways. Um. Real okay. Real quick, David. No, that's not the team account. That is Team Earl that changed his name yet again to be look like the team account, but it is not the team account. Earl, back to you real quick. I'm not like until la- like last year. I rooted for Colorado Springs when they weren't playing us. I liked them. I enjoyed them, uh, specifically Haji Berry. Now that Haji Berry's gone and Brendan Burke is gone, and Romario Williams is over there talking shit, I fucking hate him. And so they might finish top four, but I sure as hell hope they don't. Right. And then uh, the, the, going, going back to what they added, I mean, their back line, they added James Musa, Joe Kuzminski. I mean, okay. all right. They it, added a bunch. They to... added some names. They, they did. I, I'm still not high on them, but they did add some names. Hey, Earl. Let, let's make a little friendly wager. I'll wager a six-pack of you know, cra- you know, craft beer or whatever reasonable you know, for, you know, for us here. That Colorado does not finish in the top six. I'll get you. You think they're going to finish fourth? I think they're going to fi- finish lower. I think they're going to finish in the bottom half of the West. Okay, so I will take that bet. But that Love cheap that. craft beer is going to go to either this idiot here. Right, he's not drinking anymore. No, it could be whatever there. you want. Whatever you want. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. But the craft beer is going to go to these two idiots. 
Well, no, it 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 could be whatever you want. Wine, you know, you know, jungle, you know, the the kitty juice that you know that's expensive. You know, hey, I'll splurge for that. Some diapers, maybe. Seth, who do you have at five? Five through eight. Harry, you're on the. I'll take I'll take your wager. Oh my god, David, I love your top four picks in the West. That's fantastic. That is awesome. It's, it's um, because I liked a couple of those teams, but yeah. That's a hey, open, open Cup Monterey Bay goes to Fresno. That'll be awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, so looking at five through eight, I've got Monterey Bay, at Orange five. County. Okay. Yeah, I think Monterey Bay could really – they came on really strong in the last season, and they played really well. They really they gelled as a team. I have um, them at six, so – yeah, so Monterey, Orange County, RGV, Colorado. Okay. So you I, have Colorado making the playoffs. Interesting. No, I've got them at eight. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah playoffs just, just, just not barely. on his game tonight. What? Seth is not on his no, game. No, I'm trying. I'm working my way through the West. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I know what I'm doing. It's, but it's, like, It's the other person that's in his phone. That's yeah, the one we keep smiling at. <laughs> yeah. Um, situationship. No so, situationship. Is uh, there I, news from Seth too that I'm not aware of? No. no. Where do we? <laughs> We're so I have shit. Phoenix. I have I have Phoenix at five. I have Monterey Bay at six. <sighs> and then seven and eight are just two teams that they just find a way to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And. So I I don't necessarily feel the best about them, but I'm going to go with them, and that's RGV in Oakland. I know Oakland has a lot of changes. I, I think that town is just resilient, and I really want to see those kits in uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> so so I'm a, I've got RGV in Oakland at seven and eight, uh, which means missing the playoffs. I have Colorado Springs at nine, Orange County at ten, El Paso. No, sorry. Vegas at 11 and El Paso at 12. I have roots at nine, although it's flip of a coin. I think there's going to be a gap. Colorado Springs at 10, Vegas uh, at 11, and El Paso I've got with the wooden spoon. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Love it. Earl, your bottom four. So I didn't get to the eighth part, to the eight, so I'm, I'm fucked there. Okay. Um, so then, Seth. All right. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was trying to read what what crazy team Earl had going on over there. So <laughs> at five, I have San Diego. Oh yeah, we have no. Okay, sorry, my bad. Five. Okay. At six, I have Phoenix. Okay. Seven. And eight, I mean, it's kind of a coin flip between the two. Um, but right now, seven, I have El Paso. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Okay, and eight? And eight, I have Monterey Bay. Okay. I don't... Seth, help me out here. Wait, Seth, do you have Phoenix in your in the playoffs? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I Go with your, with your bottom four. My bottom four, and, and, uh, and so I went back and forth on Colorado and Oakland. I think both of them have a shot in making that final playoff spot. Uh, but I have Oakland at nine, Rising at ten, Vegas eleven, and El Paso dead last. So why? Let me ask. 
uh, Harry and Seth, why do you have Orange County in the playoffs? Because I think last year was a fluke. I think was they it? were a better team than they were last year. Now, I think that Orange County is kind of that middle-of-the-road team. Um, they're going to play very tough defensively, so they're always going to be hard to score. And they do have the um, what the uh, Golden Boot winner still back, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Milan Olaski. Um, so I I think they're going to be dangerous. Plus, let's be honest with you, this could be their last year. Let's be honest. Uh, unless they come up with a stadium plan, um, I'm not sure they get extended at Championship Park. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know that's something we talked about last season. That. A lot of drama out there with their stadium. Team um, World doesn't seem like he's Team World today, and it's making me laugh hysterically. <laughs> it's great. I just I'm not as sold on him. I know Olaski's coming back. Uh, both Olaskis are coming back. No relation. Um, but I don't <clears throat> like. You could almost go and say that their cup winning year was a fluke in and of itself. Too. It was a fluke. Hey, Whoa. look at this. Oh, David. Coming up top of the <laughs> uh, <Thank> oh! <laughs> and and it's the guy that matters for New Mexico exactly. too. So there we go. So, so I, I don't think they're, I think last year while fluky doesn't necessarily guarantee they're going to be top eight. Uh, I think they can I agree with you. They can get better and still miss the playoffs. And so I, I do have them being better. I just don't. I don't. I don't have them in that top eight. Uh, but let's be honest with you. As good as they five were through five through ten, you could you could you could make a great argument for for any of the teams. That is true. That is true. I, I think I think I Vegas I... And, and El Paso, outside of Earl, uh, I believe it was Earl that had El Paso yeah, high, right? Earl had him um, for some ungodly reason. Seven or eight. I think I think Vegas and, and El Paso are, to me are the few that. Going in, they're the biggest question marks, uh, you know, uh, for that here. They're Vegas, slowly at the bottom at the moment. But Vegas is slightly improving. I think that, yeah. you know, you know, they signed what Kubo Torres today uh, for mm-hmm. that here. They're they're silently putting together a decent team, but it's Vegas. So you got you to yeah. show me. El Paso is a dumpster fire. I, I, I'm sorry. The, the coach, the, the players coming in, the players going out. Still it's, have Yuma, who's still a leading candidate at you know forty some or four hundred years old, with one hundred and fifty red cards. So you know, fuck him. But um. I, I, I fully agree. I, I Vegas, uh, and David basically took the words right out of my mouth there, as I was about to say. Him. Vegas reminds me of last year's RGV squad, mm-hmm. where they didn't announce shit for basically until like two weeks before the season started and all of a sudden they filled it a playoff team. Um I don't know. Gonna... It was opening day when they announced their yeah, team. Basically. It was it was like uh it was like the Royal Rumble when they were announcing their starting lineup that day. You just never knew who was coming <laughs> out. Um I, so I could see Vegas. I am disappointed that that is the first wrestle, wrestling talk that we've had an hour and a half in <laughs> on a show with four four wrestling fans but Oh, don't worry, Harry. We got WrestleMania talk coming up sometime soon. Yeah, yeah we, we do. Wrestling fans, but um, we, we can wait. So yeah, I could see that. But El Paso is a dumpster fire, and then Colorado Springs is probably my next leading. Uh, <laughs> it looks very flammable. Uh, Colorado <laughs> Springs is is my next leading candidate to possibly contend for the wooden spoon. 
Um, and I actually think I might have Vegas above them. Uh, not at the moment, just because Vegas is just Vegas and I don't know what to think of them. But um, I, I do, I feel good that we all have the same top four, except for Earl coming off the top rope with Colorado Springs. Um, but that's Earl's going to Earl. So I, I fully expect that. And, and who knows? I mean, very rarely does I think the top four actually go exactly how everybody thinks it's going to go. So he well, might. If it makes you yeah. feel better. My four and five, my Colorado Springs and San Diego, were very, very close. So, and that, that I, I, I do think Sacramento, San Antonio, San Diego, and New Mexico are, are the four best teams in the West. Uh, whether that plays out through a whole season uh, is yet to be seen. But I, I, I am really excited for that, and I do think we finish can, can finish top three. Who, who wins the West? when it comes to playoff time. I'll, I'll go first. You, on that you, one. you know who I'm going with. Uh, I, I've got, you know, obviously I got San Antonio. So I have us as the three seed. And with us being the three seed, we avoid San Antonio until the Western conference finals. I do have us going out to San Antonio in the Western conference finals. Um, Another we hand handball. Oh, did I say hello? <laughs> I said going out. <laughs> To us, to you guys. So I was, you know what? Fuck it. No, we're gonna beat Antonio in the West Conference Finals, and we're gonna go to the USL Final. Just Terry had to mention the fucking handball that wasn't a proven handball yet. So when you say when you say I went top rope, I'll let you guys uh, think about it a little bit more. Um, so when you said I went top rope in my top four, you didn't pick Colorado Springs to advance, did you? How? Um, no, he did. How, how how top rope are we going? Like Jimmy Superfly Snooker top rope or like I swear. I will like kick baby. your ass off the pod if you say Colorado Springs. <laughs> no. You could say anybody else. Uh and I well, would except like, for El Paso, but yeah, don't yeah. say El Paso either. But uh <laughs> No, because I'm actually the same as you, Jacob. I have I went awesome. with your first answer. Oh, San we, we go to San Antonio and then lose to San Antonio. Okay. Seth, googly eyes up there. Um, no, I, I was try, I'm trying. I'm missing a team Seth, in the east. Put no, the no, phone no. down. She can wait. I'm not. I'm, You're missing what in the east? I'm missing a team in the east. I'm like, I don't know who I'm who I'm forgetting. Like, here, like I got them here. So here's my order in well, the east. On. Can we tell it? Can we finish? No, no, it? I, I know. Yeah, no, it's um. I mean, obviously, San Antonio is the favorite in the West. Um, but I, I, I think... Merle, going off the top of one of my... Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Um, Earl. Of, of any team in the league, I, I think San Antonio has, has the best chance of reaching the final. Um, and I think they've got to be the favorite to, to repeat. Um that being said, though, I think I think Loyal comes out of the West this year. I think they do. Nah. Uh-uh. No. I don't know. The Fighting, the fighting Landons might win a trophy before they go to MLS. Well, Fighting Landons isn't there anymore. That's the real true. coach, Nate Miller's there. Yeah. Landon's probably <laughs> off. Uh, well, never mind. I'll keep it PG. Uh, recruiting. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, San Diego to MLS with with uh, Mr. Mr. Garber. Uh, Gallivan. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Earl, who did you have? You had oh, you had San Antonio in it. Okay. Yeah, I so, actually have a question. Yes. I have a question. And this is not soccer related. This is actually a question aimed at homeboy Robert, aka San Antonio FC, aka Team Earl, aka hashtag Team Earl, whatever the hell he wants to be called this week. Did I hurt you? <laughs> Are you just jealous because my girlfriend's on the podcast now? Oh, 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 a little love triangle. Interesting. Ooh. All right, carry on. Carry on. Anyway. <laughs> so, I must be missing something. I'm like, uh, where's this coming from? <laughs> anyways, uh, so we have three different picks, um, which is nice. I, I do think it's going to come from that top four. So, uh, so I think... Um, I think one of us is bound to be right, I think, which is nice. One or two of us. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this season in the West. I think the West is is uh, the more entertaining of the two uh, conferences for sure. So, But with that being said, let's – I mean, we all kind of talk out of our ass all the time anyways, but let's get to something that I know three of us at least are probably going to talk out of our ass more than any other time in this on this podcast. Um, WrestleMania. No, who do you have winning the East in the regular season? Loose City. So I've got, uh, yeah, I think it's Loose City, and it's not even close. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Because uh, Leo Fernandez went down with an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, here's my hot takes from the East. If we're not going to go one through twelve, I was going to. I, but I got so my number one's Louisville. I still think Tampa's second. I got Hartford third, Charleston Hartford. fourth. Tulsa fifth, Legion sixth, Indy eleven seventh. I do have Detroit City making it, and here's where the Shockers come in. Miami FC out, Memphis nine one out, Pittsburgh Riverhounds at eleventh, and Loudoun United at twelfth. Holy cow! Okay, we do not agree I just, here whatsoever. No, it's the oh, like said, I said, and I know the biggest one's the Riverhounds. But they've. We talk about Colorado losing people. Yeah, they and they. The Riverhounds have lost more, and the only pe- the only reason why people still still inflate the Riverhounds is Coach Lowly. And I hate to say this as a San Antonio Spurs fan, Coach Popovich is a great coach, Hall of Fame, greatest of all time. But <sighs> Harry, Harry coming off the top rope on his own guy, just. Ah. Dude, I'm a Nuggets fan, but I live in San Antonio long enough, and I love Coach Pop and, and like through here. But we've all seen it, Coach. You know, Coach yeah. Belichick as an example. Yeah, it just it's. So here's yes. here's what my I got. East is is all twangled because my East knows? is almost as, as bad as yours. So I have <laughs> Loose City winning the East. Uh, okay, because we're gonna come out with like Loudon or something. Uh, I so mean, I did put L O U, so God knows what I was trying to say there. <laughs> it might have been loud, and who knows? I don't know. I, I was doing this on the way home today, so um, so I have Lou City because there's no other team in the East at that point. Um, there's Tampa Bay at in second, Indy at third, Birmingham at fourth, Memphis at fifth, Charleston at sixth. One, two, three, four, five, six, and Hartford is seven. And that's as far as I got, and my brain kind of cramped up. <laughs> Notice no Riverhounds either. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been trying to work through this, and like it's the East is really is really hard because again, we've talked about we don't 
really look at the East all that much. Now, this year we're going to play everybody in the East. Mm-hmm. So we're we're definitely going to be paying more attention to them this year than we have in the past. Um, but yeah, I have I have Loose City number one. I mean, hands down. I mean, they, they've got to be the, the hands down favorite there. Tampa Bay at two. I've got Birmingham at three, and then I have Indy at four. Um, and probably, the, I mean, I, I, and I agree with Harry. I think that Pittsburgh is going to have a rough season. I think they, they squeak into the playoffs at eight. I've got battery nine one and Miami jumping them, um, into the, the three, into the five, six and seven spots. Um, Hartford, Tulsa, Loudon, and Detroit city. So. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're for, for the amount of continuity we had in the West, uh, we do not have that in the East. <laughs> it is, uh, but that's that is expected with four guys from the Western Conference talking about the East. Um, I, I can't. But I think the East wild card, though. Yeah, the East is outside of Loose City and Tampa. There's you. You could probably draw a name out of the hat, and you could argue a point, and it'd be valid, with the exception of maybe Loudoun United, you know, being at the bottom. And I think that changes next year because this is their first year as an independent. And that was just what a month ago or less than a month ago around there. But even at that, I would also, with those two, you're saying Lou, uh, Lou city and Tampa Bay, I would throw Memphis in there. They're right in the mix last season, all the way until the end. They, I mean, so- the thing with Tampa Bay though, they lost Gal or what the hell is his name? Gal Zendi or something. <laughs> yeah. He went, he Anzati. went to Indy. Yeah. Anzati. Quinzati. The bigger Quinzati. loss is Leo Fernandez, Leo Fernandez uh, who just like went with the uh, ACL or something yeah, like that. Leg injury. And 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 that has actually dropped Tampa. I know Tampa still has uh has JJ and and Cal Jennings there, but that did drop that injury definitely dropped them down for me. I had made my list before the Gundrum uh little nugget came out earlier today. So I actually whatever uh, i did have memphis third um because they did they they are bringing back a lot of continuity even though it's a different coach um so i still coaching had, matters though I know. coaching matters yeah. but but it it matters but it's hard for me to project what a coach is going to do so i don't know if this coach is going to come in and be way worse way better about the same what it's going to be so I was giving them the benefit of the doubt just a little bit based on what I do know from them and still putting them third. That might change with the Goodrum news and, and just the vibes coming out of that place. Um, David over here in the chat, uh, not doing predictions, but doing predictions. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure this is David's first ever prediction. And David coming in with Indy at one instead of Loose City uh, shocks the hell out of me, but it is what it is. So I mean, Lowry has made some big changes in Indy. Yeah. He, he's brought in the, the 2018, 2019, 2020 all-star team. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They're old. They play Qu- on turf. Gwinzetti's still going to be good. Lindley's still going to oh. be good. Quinn's still going to be good. So, yes, I, I don't think I don't have a pr- finishing one. I do think they make leaps and bounds of improvement on last year's squad, though. So I, I like you guys. I have Loose City finishing one. That's kind of an obvious one. Um, Birmingham, I had it two, uh, which is lower than than I think everybody else here, uh, or higher than I think everybody else here. And I, I just think that continuity wise, they have it 
Um, not a lot of changes. The ones that, that they did bring in. Um, For who? Uh, Birmingham. The ones that they did bring in, like Nico Brett, I think just performs better in that kind of system. And and so I just... One, once I got past Lou City, though, I didn't know. It was... I mean, it's just such a shit show in the East as far as I'm concerned. Unless you go Tampa, but with Tampa's injuries and losing Gonzati, I didn't know. It was like, okay, Memphis has their issues. Indy is coming on really strong. I don't know if they made that big of a push. Um, so, so two was kind of wide open for me, and I just took a squad that I think has been very consistent since they came into the league, has good quality depth, and can kind of manage the long schedule and long uh, long season and come away with the most points uh, when all is said and done. Um, or second most points to lose city when all is said and done at the end of the regular season. Here's why I don't trust Legion. And I've talked to Kaylor about this for the last couple of years is, is the head coach of Birmingham. Um, kind of like when San Antonio had uh, coach Powell, our first coach, and I love him and, and he did a lot of good things, but he could never get you to that promise. Mm. Like the talent that you saw on the roster, mm. it just never materialized. And then when coach Marcina came in, New new set of ear, you know. Obviously, San Antonio's right. took the took took the took the jump. That's what I fear about Legion is they have a good coach, but I don't think he's he, I don't think he's the one that can get them over over the over the, the step there um, for that here. And that's that's why to me I have Legion because they'll drop games that they should not be dropping, and, and that's like that's been a staple of Legion for their they don't play bad. They'll never be out of it. But when you look at the talent. You look at the results; it never matches up. But I think I think what you're saying is can be true, as well as them finishing second, just because of the way the East is this year. I just don't see uh, another top echelon team after Lou City that's going to run away with a two or three seed. So, so I had Birmingham at two. I had, like I said, I had Memphis at three. I probably switched Tampa and put Tampa there now. Um, and then I had Tampa at four, Indy at five. Pittsburgh, I I'm the Bob Lilly stan apparently of this podcast, which I never thought I'd oh, say. Oh, I love Bob Lilly. I just I just trust how... him to, to get results. Not I'm not saying he's going to win the title. I'm not saying they're going to win the East. I just I it goes to my my projection of the East being just jumbled. Yeah, that you're not wrong. They can they can go ahead and and because I trust him to get results that I don't trust necessarily other teams to get. Um, they can squeeze out enough to get playoffs, get the sixth seed, and then probably lose in the first round. Um, then I have Tulsa and Miami rounding out the playoff form. And then I have Hartford, who I went back and forth on. I like Hartford. I think they're a much better team. I wanted to put them in the playoffs. I just couldn't figure out a way to do it. Charleston was kind of the same. Um, I had them at 10. And then Loudon at 11. And uh, I'm not going to win any any fans here. Um Detroit at 12 and, and that they lost a lot. And I think they overperformed last year. We saw them come back down to earth as the season went on. And so because of that, I think uh, they, they finished bottom of the <laughs> bottom of the league over there in the East. Yeah. The East is going to be really interesting to see what happens over there this season. I mean, obviously, you know, Northern Guard and the Detroit uh, City supporters are not very happy with, you know, obviously with John Morrissey. They're not going to be very happy with us either. I just, I, I look at Detroit City and I, I just don't know where they've improved at all this offseason. But they, so. 
But they have a coach that, to me, is on par with Bob Lilly. He gets results. He oh, he overperforms what his roster is. And that, that, that's why I have. That's why I have Detroit City as eight. And I don't. I don't. I'm not as familiar with him mm-hmm. or their organization since they were just in the league last year. I'm not as familiar with the history there as like Bob. Lilly, I am with Bob Lilly. So, so you very well might be right there. Um, I I think last year was just kind of fluky with them. And if what you're saying is is the way it is, then maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's just him being a really good. That's a wild card. And, and they do have a good goalkeeper, and a good goalkeeper is worth you know a handful more points than than an average goalkeeper. So I, I might be too on low on them, but I mean the East. A lot of it was just it's just throwing darts at a dartboard and seeing seeing what you hit. So who do you have coming out of the East playoff wise? Blue City. I think I think they run away at the best record and, and host the finals. Agreed. Yeah, I can't find any fault to that. I mean, I look at the changes that the other teams have made, and yeah, I think there's some regression in Pittsburgh. I think there's some regression in, in Memphis. Um, it's just regression that, in Tampa. They hate yeah. to say it, regression in Tampa. Yeah. Or unproven in Tampa. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll say they have a good coach, but it's unproven, and we'll got to see how it is. And then you've got Hartford, Charleston, and Indy. The roster wise, uh, uh, roster wise. Um, you know, are, you know, made huge jumps, but we've seen, you know, you know, take New Mexico last year, you brought in a, on paper, what was what the, you know, a decent roster and it just didn't mesh. So that'll be interesting to see uh, how, how it is. You know, you got what Todd Ramos in Hartford, Ben Perman in uh, Charleston and uh, Lowry and in Indy good coaches. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but good night or not Harry, sorry, David, good night. Uh, Good night, David. Dave, appreciate you being here as always. Um, yeah, and I think that's like indie indie specifically. We we're we're very familiar with with Lowry over here in uh, in New Mexico, obviously with El Paso. Um, all the matches. I mean, how many how many games did we play against him in El Paso? Like twelve in two seasons. <laughs> I mean, it was a, and that's I'm like almost dead serious. Like it was at least nine. Well, yeah, because you guys were during the COVID years in yeah. the same pods where you paid so, four times. Yes, and so and then we played him once in the playoffs. So I mean, we're very familiar with what he can do, and I think I look at that El Paso roster from last year and how it underperformed, uh, even though it was a, a very similar similar roster to what he had. So we know what he can do with a roster, and so I I have Lou City beating Indy in the in the championship or in the Western or Eastern championship there. Um, and so I, I am pretty high on Indy, but I just don't know if they can get over that hump. Uh, that is loose city. So um, all in all guys, it's, it, it's, you know, five, four days away, five days away uh, for most teams. And, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, we waited all off season and, um, and, it, and it's finally here. You know, we have to wait an extra week for New Mexico, but uh, but it'll be worth it. It'll it'll be nice to watch a, a weekend of USL's championship soccer without having to worry about when my team plays. And uh, and yeah, it's it's finally here. Um, any other off of the wall, random predictions, thoughts, uh, anything like that? 
Well, I evidently took it with Pittsburgh finishing 11th and a roll with his Colorado Springs is what fourth? Yeah, fourth. fourth. And El Paso is eighth. I think those are the, yeah. I think those are crazy enough here. Uh, and Earl's got to get up in the morning, so and yeah. it is almost midnight. <laughs> yeah. me, at least for me, midnight. Yeah, it's almost 11 here, which is super late for Earl, apparently. Although he's yeah, folding this, stuff. You have to be in Santa Fe by 7:30. <laughs> So that's what an hour, hour and a half drive. Yeah, not even that bad. But anyways, uh, he's still packing. Pack. You're still packing. Um, well, fucking laundry to be done. Earl, do you have anything else? No. Okay. Thank you, Earl. Love yeah. you. <laughs> Take me out. Yeah. Anything? No. I mean, I, I think we pretty much hit it. I mean, it's. The season's here. It's time to, you know, all, all of our predictions and prognostication, like it, we'll see what happens starting this weekend. Yeah, we'll probably what? like three for five. We actually get to see what our teams look like because most of us have no clue what our teams look like. That's true. Yeah, Harry, uh, right. you had said something the other day that we actually got to see our team in person. So, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be real interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I'm... I mean, we're, I was lucky enough to see us play against a, col- or a college team, but uh, it was still nice to see him on the pitch. And, and um, yeah, I think, think it's going to be a good year. I think the USL is, is still making good positive strides. Um, we are obviously using uh, pro referees again. Um, I believe it was Harry that had a, had a tweet about it. Um, had some, some emoji eyes or something like that. Uh with the pro referee coming out with who's repping what games, um, some familiar names on the list, but I'm, I'm not a, a huge, uh, Oh, the referee is costing us, uh, all this stuff kind of guy. I don't really soccer as Seth knows, uh, and maybe Harry knows, uh, is not the easiest ref or sport to referee. And, uh, when you're not the top tier, you're not going to get the top tier refs and you're going to lose the top tier refs. When you do have them, because they're going to move up. That's Although, if you ask team. Josh Goss, he'll probably tell you that was a pretty darn good referee for him this weekend. Well, good. And, and, and guess what? How many times do we bitch about the referees in the English Premier League, which are probably <laughs> one of the highest rated referees in the game? Amen. Yeah. So, basically, yeah. suck it. Whether it's just, a just, or not, just stop talking about it three years later and grow a fucking pair and move on. Um, <laughs> Harry and Robert. Um, <laughs> And, and uh, I'll bring this full circle here. We started talking about, you know, youth sports here, and I've gotten a lot better at it. If you're at San Antonio FC, if you're at New Mexico or at a professional game, yell at the refs. It's it's okay within, within reason as long as you don't, you know, abuse any rules by the stadium. But if you're at a club game, high school, rec game, along those lines with just, you know, people that are volunteering their time, don't give the refs a hard time. They're they're doing their job. A lot of times it's kids. A lot of times it's you know people doing a second job to earn you know earn there and just give back to the community. <clears throat> it happens way too much in the United States where and we wonder why people aren't refereeing. And it doesn't matter the sports. It's because us as parents can't keep our mouth shut. You know for that here, which has also led to the kids on the pitch not keeping their mouth shut either. So yeah. Yeah. Ad- adults are almost as bad. I'll tell you right now. I, I they did, are, they're worse. Yeah. I, I, I did a, uh, I did four adult league games on Sunday. One of which I had zero ARs. So 
yeah, I, I told them before before game, I said, guys, I have zero, I have no ARs. I'm gonna do my best with offside calls and other stuff. So just like cut me some slack, you know. But even the you know, people were they were complaining. You know, I had another another game that um actually the game I, I did that Josh Goss was playing in, um guys are arguing a call with me. I said, look, no, this is the way it is. Defender made a deliberate attempt to play the ball, played the ball, the ball did not go where they wanted it to, and Josh actually scored. <laughs> As a result, um, uh, they, neither my AR or I called it offside because the, the defender made a deliberate attempt to play the ball. That's the way the rule is written. The guy went to the sideline while he subbed out, pulled up the laws of the game, and proceeded to try to tell me that it was wrong. So, yeah. I, yeah just shut your mouth. It's Sunday League. It's Youth League. Be grateful you even have referees. So. Yeah. And that um, is is a uh, another reason why we need to do a dad venture pod on on this topic. So, um, Harry, you coming in, uh, being more knowledgeable than Seth on New Mexico United stuff, just warmed my heart. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far, kids. To be honest with you, prior to the show. I was asking Seth about the defense because <laughs> offense, I think it's kind of clear. Hey, who's going to yeah. be the, the, but back because you guys have made so many changes and, and Seth's like, Hey, this is what I think. And um, you know, it's, it's a roll of the dice, but no, I always enjoy being on the show. And, and like I said here, um, you know, I've had the New Mexico flags out. Obviously I'm not a New Mexico fan, but I am on a New Mexico podcast. And like I said here, you guys are nice enough uh, when uh, New Mexico is cool enough uh, to give out the flags to, you know, if you can send one my way, uh, which I enjoy collecting uh, USL merchant uh, memorabilia. Really? So, I couldn't tell. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, so, that's just USL. I got, you know, others are over here and others over here. My, I got a whole row of teams that are, well, not, not, no longer playing or at least active. And that includes yeah. Queensboro because uh, oh. I was one of the Yahoos that bought a Queensboro uh, scarf thinking, oh, hey. And yeah, I didn't even That's make it out of the pitch. Wall. In memoriam. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks again, Harry. Uh, uh, Team Earl, whatever. Uh, thanks, I guess. Um, what that guy? <laughs> he changed his name back to 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 Earl something. I give two fucks when he Team Earl. Earl's drama, Earl. drama in Earl Land tonight, man. Hey, well, congratulations to Seth, Team Seth. Yes, yes, girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, David, thanks. Uh, I know you're already gone, but if you listen to it later, thanks for popping in the chat. Um, it's it's finally here. Uh, we're ready. We will watch. I don't know how many games this weekend, and then uh, we will turn around and be back here. The three of us. Uh, not including Harry, I don't believe. Um, we'll be back here next Tuesday at nine o'clock to talk about uh, some of the games that we watched, and, and then just get ready for for New Mexico's first match against Miami. Um, back or now that'll be on the 18th, uh, just 11 days away. So um, catch us then, and uh, until then, guys, somos Unidos, and thanks again. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. 
all of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.